Hey, Melody. Hi, Peter. Sub true. Hey. Welcome to How College Works. Today, we're a little bit of a loose end, um, but Drew was, was recalling a book he had read low those many years ago, <laughs> which was written many years before that. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop the name of the book. Does that sound good? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the name of the book, which Drew has read and we have not, <laughs> is uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And this was written in 1997 and is really about financial literacy. Uh, and if you look at the cover of the book and or read the blurb from Wikipedia, it's going to, to me, sounds very 1990s. It is very much in that, in that vein of what it's thinking about. I think for us, what's interesting is um, an idea that was brought up in that book, which has many ways to interpret it and many facets which can make it sort of appealing or unappealing depending on you know sort of where you're at and that's really rich i think for us for thinking about college and what college means and how does it work and what does it do for you not just how does it work internally which is often our focus here but how does it work for you as a student so drew would you like to bring in our our a phrase could you say the mystery phrase please oh the mystery phrase was uh, the duck drops down it was um <laughs> One of the themes in there, and you're right, it's really that book is mainly focused on financial literacy and, and a different way to look at wealth and, and growing wealth, um, which which definitely touches, and he touches on college and university, but he, he talks about um, work to learn, don't learn to work. And it's a con it can be a controversial book. A lot of the topics can be controversial, I think, in there as far as people's uh, opinions of you know, what's, what is their family value? What is their morality? What is their, you know, goal in life or whatever. And um, at the same time, I think for a lot of students, when they're looking at university decisions of should I go, how should I go, where should I go? What, you, what um, program should I, in, in, you know, apply to and, and enter? They're looking at sometimes, you know, how do I get financial stability? How do I get uh, more stable than my parents? Or how do I get to where I'm not living paycheck to paycheck, where I don't have to worry about. Um, right. Or at least be financially independent, yeah. sort of. And is, and is university the best or the fastest or the whatever superlative on the, mm -hmm. on the path towards that? And um, right. certainly like our podcast is top touched on that, but at the same time, we're more focused on, you know, once you're into university, how does that, how does those wheels turn and how does that work kind of regardless of, or in, in, in blinders of uh, that atmosphere of how you joined or why you decided to enter? Right. Yeah. And I think that's a good point. And I want to break down, cause I think when you mentioned that, you know, learn, um, work to learn, don't learn to work. All right. So he has, the author has a point of view, but also to break down like what that yeah. means right and so work to learn as we we're discussing before right. is, means like you go to work to learn how the job works so is that right, right. work to learn yeah. or is that yeah no, that's right. totally it so he okay. and again, it was like i don't know 10 or 15 years ago i read this book 10 maybe and um so someone will correct me and, but you know, it's my interpretation of, of how I've read it. And that's the, the controversy I think that might surround some chapters of the book is that your interpretation of it can, can really feed off it. And I don't think that he wrote the book in, in the sense of we should all just follow exactly what this person did. Um, he was kind of trying to give guidance on this, but yes, literally go to a job to learn not just how to shovel the rocks, but what is the functioning of the job? Who's in charge? How does the decisions get made? How does the purchasing get made with the intent of being an owner at that type of job or, or innovating out of it or creating a, um, some kind of technology or marketing scheme that is better or niche that is needed in the area that you, you see a need for with your talent and your skill, bringing it to that. So going to a job like you know, working at the ice cream store at age 18 with the intent of not working at an ice cream store for the rest of your life, but like owning the business, making it a franchise. How do I make, how do I market? How do I do market research? How do you know, how is my, my boss picking, uh, making decisions? Those kind of, you know, go to work to learn how to run the job. Yeah. For example, you and I worked at an ice cream shop at, at the oh. same time, right? Uh, so we would, if this was our 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 goal like a we would be of course learning all 
the fudge recipes and the ice cream, but we all be like, Janet, who was our boss, you know, why are you making these decisions? Who is, you know, how are we trying to bring people in? You know, picking the brains of everybody there about like, what is the process? How do you order ice cream? Why are you ordering this flavor, not that flavor? How do you know yeah. which flavors to, to, yeah. to pick? What about this? Why is this location better than this other location that's now for lease over here? That kind right. of, you know, decision-making ideas that are above the level of just the line worker and moving forward in that sense on, on whatever career you're in, if it's ice cream or if it's education, you, you can sit there and say, well, teaching is one job, but so is school counselor, school psychologist or principal or like, and so what are those aspects and how do I get to a higher decision-making? Do I get on the school site mm -hmm. committee? Do I get on the school board? How do I do those things? Um, versus yeah. learning to work, which is going to school to learn how to be an, a, an HVAC installer and then just HVAC installing until your knees give out, which <laughs> I, I don't mean that's a detriment HVAC. Those, those people are hard workers. They make more money than I do. Get it, guys. Oh, yeah, they, <laughs> yeah for sure. For sure. Always I'm like, in why did I go to Votech? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're always in demand. Those guys never have a, a free minute. But, but they're in a lot of ways, they're, they're contracting, they're, they're running their own company, they're having to, uh, in, in, you know, a sm so that, that is the idea is that you're not just going to like an AA two year degree in construction and learning how to swing a hammer, you want to be the site boss. And, and, and you so both. No, totally. Yeah. And that's the thing is you want to know how to do the job so that when you are the manager, you have mm -hmm knowledge of the skill of what is what is quality and what is not quality mm -hmm. and but that's the intent of this guy's book is to say like college is a stepping stone where you enter college if it is advantageous for you to um, get those career connections get the the um, whether it's fraternity or program or MBA or whatever you know so connections of networking uh, names networking and internship and career um, swiftly, more swiftly than just walking around. Hey, I'm Andrew. I want to get a job. Can I, you know, it, it's you a, became it's a, a Muppet there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes you do need the training, like to be an HVAC guy, you have to actually go get HVAC guy stuff. Right. But then right. you probably work for somebody else with that idea of figuring out the industry so that you can become the boss and then boss around other people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a that's a good point. Like often these are set up as a dichotomy is one or the other. Right. Either you go to college to like learn the mysteries of the world to get a liberal arts education with like a degree in nothing. Right. You're just there to learn as much as possible. Or you're going to just go get a job and make money and screw all those you know, elitist, snobby academics. And like, I'm here to like rubber on the road, let's get it done. Um, but it's, it's, it's really, it's not, it's, it's a false dichotomy that it is not a choice between one or the other. Some things you need to go have someone teach you, right? And, and some things you need to see what the job is. You know, you can't learn what it is to be a doctor by taking classes. You have to go yeah no, that's my doctor's my, office my trumpet professor said you can't learn to swim by reading a book yeah that's kind of the thing. and and that's the you know and so i don't want to I, I picked out on hvac and i don't mean to to target that it's it's more like mm -hmm. the this this guy writing the book his intent was this is how to make decisions around right. should i go to university what program should i go into is it worth it uh, and that's just one methodology okay. i guess for decision making well, like if you wanted to do something like start your own business, you don't necessarily have to have a business degree to do that, right? If you know oh, yeah. that's what you want to do, then you can just embed yourself in that industry in some way and kind of work your way through it and figure it out. Like you can sidestep the college route, like if you know that's what you want. Right. But if you, you know you want to be a teacher and you know you have to have state certification and you know you have to have a degree, then there's a certain, there's a different path for that. Right. I, I think that's the main thing is this, this guy's premise or the starting point of this book is, uh, you know, he wanted to be, he saw between his rich dad and his poor dad who was financially wealthy and who was, or financially stable and who was, you know, um, not, I guess. And, 
he made his decisions on, you know, I would like this path and every decision fell backwards from that. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's how he was working. I, I think you're right though. The, um, yeah, no, I lost my train of thought, but I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, so what you're saying, Drew, is making me think about how we, I think, let's say this, I, I, I am coming from a background where the idea was like, why you go to college is for a particular major, like your career is kind of already decided, which as I have said in this, on this podcast, I think that's stupid, <laughs> or I think it's, it's unreasonable to think that an 18 year old knows enough about the ins and outs of so many things that they can just be like, this is the thing I'm going to do hundred percent, no deviation. Right. But it is still, that is kind of the, like, someone comes in for advising is like, so what do you want to do? And it's very often this idea that I want to be a biologist of some sort. Okay. Let's put you in the biology major and then let's figure out what flavor of biology you need to be shooting for, which is different than, uh, what some people would be doing. That's, that I can think assumes a level of stability economically and socially for their background where some people are coming and like, I, I need to be stable, right? I need, I need to be financially independent from my parents, which is not a guarantee. And so that is a very different kind of decision-making process. It's still, I think for me as an advisor would have to incorporate, well, what are you good at? What do you enjoy? Let's find something there. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, it's a very different decision-making process to start with. I need to be financially stable and independent as opposed to I, I'm a history major. Yeah. Which I think so much now, or I've seen the, the trend turn now towards the question even as low down as elementary school, asking the question, what problem do you want to solve? Oh. And, and that lends itself towards, um, you know, course decisions in middle school, high school, and, and major decisions in, in college. You know, what problem do you want to solve? Oh, I really want to tackle global warming. All right, well, let's, let's look at sciences. Let's look at environmental sciences. Let's look at biology, whatever, chemistry all of those things. And, and then you start to focus in. So I want to tackle this on this facet. Okay. And now you start to get focused in on, on the undergraduate and whatever. And that is, yeah, it, it still, even that question makes some assumptions over what you're not worrying about. Right. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. I, I was, I was listening to you. And I was like, I don't necessarily want to, I want to say that. <laughs> but I was like, can like to say like, you could narrow that you could narrow that focus and you get very different answers. Like, he was like, what problem do you want to solve? Well, I want to solve my family's housing. Yeah. You could, that takes, I think a whole lot more flexibility, right? Cause if you're like, I want to save this spotted snowy owl, whatever it is like, okay, biology it is right. Or envir- environmental studies. Right. So we have broad things to fit it into. It's like, I want, I, I want to solve a problem that is, you know, particular to my family or my neighborhood. I am less able <laughs> to, to sort of advise for that and focus for that. But I think it is worthwhile for, for a student, for uh, a learner to be like, well, I want to solve a smaller problem, but I want to solve it really well. Yeah. You know, and that could make different choices. I think what, what, what everybody or what I, okay, let's, let's say it that way. What I pushed back on in my head, I never actually pushed back on it in practice, I think, was um, the idea of, you know, you go to high school, you complete, you go to college, you complete, you go to grad school, you finish you know, the whole time you you're picking a direction, picking a direction, finishing, finishing. Um, and when I got finished with all that, I was like, I called up a friend and I was like, okay, so I'm, you know, you know, I'm happy in my work, but I want to keep advancing. I want to keep growing. Like, should I go do, and for me in education, I was like, should I go do Google certified educator? Should I go do Apple certified educator? Should I go do Microsoft innovative, edu- whatever it's called, MIE? Should I go do these things? And, you know, my friend told me like, no, why? You know, all of those things, you don't necessarily per se need that little sticker. Who is that? For? Like, maybe if you were entering a job, then that's good on the resume, but you're already X number of years into it. Like, that's not the time and the dollars, uh, whatever they are, are not 
are not worth it when you already have the skill. So that in sense is like, don't learn to work because mm -hmm. that would be almost going backwards to go pay money to have somebody else teach me how to do Google, teach me how to do Apple, teach me how to do Microsoft in the sense of how it works in an education classroom versus working to learn, which is what I've been doing, which is, you know, in a classroom and, and seeing how the system works and, and finding out where I can expand and where I can throw my ideas in a way that helps the system mm. uh, for the, for the students. And, and that to me kind of exemplified, like, are we just like the feeling of students even entering college of, Hey, I'm just, I'm jumping through hoops and I don't need English 101. I don't need physics one for non-majors. I'm just doing this as a hoop, you know, so that I can get my MBA and start making that sweet green. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, that that's the, the, the feeling they're, they're hastily getting to in year one versus, you know, after you're established, you can definitely have that feeling and say, I don't need to be Google certified. Turns out I am Google certified. It was really easy. <laughs> like I thought you were, uh, wait, I lost my train of thought because of your Google certification. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was okay. easy for me because I had been doing it for so long. Like, you know, somebody coming in year one and trying it, it would be a different story. Right. Uh, and there would be a point to it. But for, for, for me, where I'm at, like, the, the, the point is to give cachet to stepping in front of my colleagues and saying with authority, this is how we use these products inside of a classroom. And I say, I have classroom experience. I have Google experience. And, and you know, th this is just one of those things that, that backs up my ability to say this with authority. <laughs> but it actually helps you in your step forward. Melody, I think you looked like you were yeah, so I wanted to kind of like, not the Google stuff. I'm going to skip over that. Um, <laughs> but like this idea of like, oh, jumping through hoops. And it seems like that so many of my students are in college because they're quote supposed to be, or that's the next logical step. But I've also seen some headlines. I'm just going to admit that I don't read beyond the headlines most of the time about how um, some like Gen Z are going more towards vocational or thinking about alternative paths than college, which I think is probably good because, you know, how many MBAs do we need, right? Uh, I worry that there's an oversaturation of business majors and those, you know, just whatever. Um, so there could be hope with that, but there's also, I think this idea that this is the path and all successful, like, Americans especially are on this path and that includes a bachelor's degree and even more increasingly a master's degree and yeah. they don't think about deviating from that because then that would, might mean that they could get off track or be unsuccessful or not follow through with expectations or whatever. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, that's, I, a, that's a philosophical, where, where's our philosophy major that, you know, isn't it? None Isn't of us. It? Am I wrong? Like the idea of I'm here because I have to be because it's the next logical thing and there's literally nothing else on the, on the step besides after high school, go to college. So that's why I'm in English 101 and I'm writing a yeah, paper. I mean, I, mean, I think this, I don't know if there's a solution, but it could just be to kind of challenge that thinking, you know, if you can, like I had a, I have one advisee right now. And the first time I met him, he's an English major supposedly, but he's like, Oh, you'll love this, Peter. Yes, I'm ready. Thinking about switching my major, and I was like, "Okay, what are you thinking about?" He's like, "Physics," and I was like, "Cool." I, <laughs> I was like, "That's kind of a jump." He's like, "Yeah," and so we ended up talking about. I was like, "Well, what do you really want from your life?" And he's like, "I don't know." He's like, "I wouldn't mind living someplace kind of cool and having a lot of time to do stuff like on the weekends, like hiking and blah blah blah." And I was like, "So hey, don't do the job <laughs> is not super important to you. It's just you just want." a steady paycheck that will allow you to like have your things and he's like yeah and I was like well then that's probably the direction we need to go <laughs> right physics yeah. may not physics may be that it may not be that that's you can do a I lot of like, industry ah. stuff with physics well and I was <laughs> like I'm just gonna tell you you know you could get some jobs as a technical professional writer and could be able to do some of that stuff but you'll have to really think about that path um, and make sure that you make enough money to kind of do the things that'll make you happy. But like, he was like, well, I don't know. And I was like, well, and so then I was just like, I, I don't know. And I, I can't, this is I so can't tell you the step, the, bro. This, I guess. Yeah. This is so much of the trouble of, for, I'm sure for you guys advising it, of 
you know, university and kids uh, uh, or young adults of that age is that I, in my, in my one single experience YOLO, um, you know, like you don't get to that spot where you can have, like, I'm finally there. I'm, I'm you know, 41. Yeah. I can find yeah, I'm, 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 I'm also about that spot. Um, and then COVID hit, so I can't go out on the weekend. Right. So you can't go right. But, but point being like, I didn't get here by taking a couple college courses and then, and then right out of college at age 24 or whatever, 23, I was suddenly like just crushing it and just able to hike whenever I felt like it. Right. And, and I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to say this because I think it's funny and I don't mean to like, you know, dump on your student but there is no major for man child i mean this is probably not what he means but like it sounds like that's like in terms of like i just want to like go to work and come back and then have some time on the weekends to go like rock climbing and hang with my bros i'm also going to tell you that i feel like our generation was sort of sold this bill of follow your dreams and and i hate to tell you but it sucks okay follow your dreams you're not it there's a harsh reality to following your dreams. There is that, you know, that millennials, I don't think we're prepared for, we're technically zennials, but that's fine. Um, between I mean, Gen X and I'm Gen X, personally. You're not. Not if 100%. you're 21. No. Anyway, I don't know. So like, I just don't know if that whole follow your dream thing, I don't feel like it's working out. I'm not, I don't want to be like, oh, blah, blah. but you were you kind of build up this whole dream situation and then you're like oh well it's not actually that and now i'm in super a lot of debt and work really is a lot and la 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 all your dreams is fine but if it turns out your dreams were garbage then that's your fault i don't know <laughs> <laughs> right. so i mean i think this is i mean i think there's there's two things that are in your complaint letters to oh sorry <laughs> yeah um you know, formality is sort of like you're making me think of, of two things one is that we were sold college like many young women are sold marriage or, or the wedding, particularly the wedding. Okay. Right. Okay. And then it's a, like, there's a whole lifetime after that, which is not considered right in the, in the, the business of selling the wedding. Right. Though right. the, your life is like we have to steer away from this whole wedding metaphor right now. Right. Well, but you know, we were sold, you know, follow your dream in terms of, you know, follow your bliss, do the thing that you love and then all work out. It's like, uh, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you got to work really and hard yeah, and it's I mean, tough I don't and know, it's not I don't easy. Know, because the story that you tell and the story that I tell is exactly that. I studied music. It worked out great. Right. Music is, is, is almost uh, up there with philosophy and, and visual art as like, mm-hmm. why would you major in this? You can't possibly- I think English is number four, but it's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah english lit let's do some french lit in there whatever like oh some medieval french literature medieval french literature from 1605 yeah perfect good it's good, never happening one. like you're it's just what a waste of, of time at university and yet that's what i absolutely enjoyed and loved and it turned out great having a great time but not without its ups and downs and struggles right. and i mean there are consequences right uh but like if he doesn't have a passion and he's like stuck between these huge things between English and physics. He should move to California, work at a surf shop. I hope he's advising done. <laughs> yeah. Or he should, he's in Cal, he's in Colorado. He should go work at a rock climbing gym. So are you guys out on college? I'm not, I'm not clear what's happening right now. Are I mean, you? the thing that for some people, college is not the right thing, of course. Right. The right. other thing that's made me. Do you tell about, people that? Do you advise them that? Like, Hey, it really sounds like you're not into college peace. Well, <laughs> there are a few of my advisees are there. But, not not uh, not I'm, openly, but there are some times when you're like, "Have you thought about taking some time off?" I mean, that's an important step, right? If yeah. you're not ready for it, it, is financially better to take a break and come back when you are. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that I was thinking about when Melody was talking was that you know, this idea that college is just this next hoop, is this next the whole thing is one step, right? It's just this pipeline that I go through and I reach the end, right? That changing that perspective yeah. to college is, is, is not a thing that you do for someone else. It's a thing that you do for yourself. Unlike the wedding, which is for somebody else. hundred percent. Yes. Anyway, but let's, <laughs> let's avoid the wedding. Let's not mention right. it again. I, mean, uh, I did. You, but know, I you guys wedding. had weddings. I have a, I don't care to have a wedding. So this metaphor is like not even working for me and it I should mean, be working for me. It should be working for you the most. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
I told you we should have avoided the wedding. We're already in trouble. Right. But this, you know, this idea that college is, is a turning point instead of a straight line. College you, to, if you don't know what you're doing, right, to move around, to try different directions a little bit and maybe find that, no, I need to move in a completely different direction to take the time to be apart from all of those influences through, up through K-12 that were telling you, you be great at this, you should do this and be like, what is it that you want to do while you're kind of separated from them? You know, so, it's, it's an inflection point. It's, it's mm, not an acceleration. Mm. So I want to, I want to, um, it can lead into an acceleration. I want to change right. topic or not change topic, but kind of pivot back a little bit the, sure. and connect. So um, Melody talked about follow your dreams is kind of a little bit of a smoke and mirrors. And it is because what it, what it doesn't point out is that when you follow your dream, you have to shed something, you have to give something up. That's what's not told about it. For uh, me, that was a salary. Okay. <laughs> there's opportunities that close when you choose and you lock in yeah. and that's the fear of you know i want to do physics instead of english or whatever it was for whoever is like and if i'm going to change majors oh there's that fear of missing out there's that grief of losing the close the door that's closed and even though there's more doors open maybe you know mm-hmm. but um the the topic in the book that we started out on what was uh, not specializing because the more not, not over specializing, shall we say, because his, his poor dad, who was in the book, a college professor, um, Hello. Each literature right, was, was over specialized and basically stuck in that, uh, in that career. There was no moving away from, even if you went to a different university, you're still doing the same job, the same work of college professor. There's no, lateral move there are some vertical moves up mm-hmm. but you don't want to move you don't want to slide backwards because uh, it pays less and so you're kind of stuck there with whatever scenario happens if the university closes you got to go move if the if they can't pay as much you got to take what they pay you uh, if the union says to strike you got to strike whatever it is versus somebody who is not specialized over 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 specialized and is able to stay generalized um yes. and be a in in his book he, he was trying to sell this as a you know i can be whatever i need to be i can pivot i can be entrepreneurial i can be i'm thinking of my brother-in-law whose whose company was um is um lighting and and and, and events but of course, all the events have shut down for the last year. So he's really swiftly pivoted and is doing essentially online, same kind of thing, wine auction and fundraisers and stuff, but they're all on Zoom and they're all on, you know, uh, different virtual connections. And he's pivoted to be able to have his gear and his, his, his employees and his equipment set up a little studio with one guy in it and be perfect for COVID and still make a little money. Um, even though the wineries are all closed. <laughs> well, I, I would say that my, this is viewing college as a resource to get out of it what you need as opposed to a th- like it serves you, you don't serve it. That may mean take the major go all the way, get that PhD. Um, or it may mean, you know, be there and do the things that help you to figure out what you need to do and then fail. Or maybe somewhere in between, but this this that changing of perspective like this works for me not i work for it is is a perspective change that and, and happens yeah. or should happen take, what skill set what credential what whatever does it take to enter the workforce or move up in the workforce to the level that you'd like and, and be comfortable with like you know you sometimes you have to have a completed degree to start mm-hmm. right you know? that's true i mean uh, my career required a completed PhD or a credential or some type of, or, you know, you can't just be halfway in in a lot of places you can enter, um, you know, halfway and do a, do a decent level where you're financially stable and able to able to go. So. How do you think about, how do you feel about that melody? 
I feel fine about it. I'm still bitter about my <laughs> following your dreams. I don't know. Like whenever, so we were thinking about like majors and, you know, the, like, what problem do you want to solve? So I, of course I, I chose English all the way. Like I was English bachelor's, English, English master's, English PhD all the way. I was all in, but my dad was like, you should study computers. And I was like, I don't care about computers, but he wasn't thinking about what I cared about. He was thinking about what I could make money in and what would have longevity and would grow. Right. And, um, I don't know where, I mean, I didn't get it from him to follow my dreams because he was pretty disappointed about the English. <laughs> but like, I guess maybe it was count like school counselors or maybe that's just the feel that, oh, what do you really want to do with your life? You know, that kind of thing. And I don't know if that makes me extra bitter, um, but I guess you could ask that question too, but not with the idea of a major in mind. Like, what do you, what do you actually want to do? Like, mm-hmm forget the major, forget the degree. What do you, what do you want to be doing? And that would probably have been a better question than like, what do you want to major in? I guess for me. Yeah. That's, I think often a more fruitful question for me with new advice. He's like, what do you want your life to look like in (laughs) five, 10 years? Yeah. But when you ask them that, don't they normally say stuff like, oh, a steady paycheck, you know, ability to pay my bills. I mean, they kind of just, I mean, they're not, I, Gen Z is pretty, they have a bleak outlook when it comes to the economy and job prospects. So they're, they're like, I just need a job uh, to pay my bills and like do stuff. I, it's fewer, it's less and less likely for me to run into somebody who's like, well, I have a real passion for nursing. Like most of the time they just are choosing jobs for the income or for the flexibility, um, not for like what I was choosing jobs for, which was what I mean, was I thought going to make me happy. I mean, nursing doesn't have bad income. No, that. no, it doesn't. No, but they might good. be choosing that partially because of the income, not necessarily because of the work. I mean, I was, uh, yeah. One of the things listeners, students choosing majors to be aware of is if you're going to if you're going to pick because of paycheck, there's, there's no shame in that. No, but I mean, I didn't. You, you, and you also need to be aware of like, what are your sort of natural sort of abilities and disposition? Because you're like, I want to make that sweet, sweet money. I hate people. I'm going into nursing. That's a bad choice. <laughs> you're like, I want to make lots of money. So I'm going to be engineer. That was a lot when I went to college was like, yeah. I want to make a ton of money. So I'm going to be engineer. You're bad at math this is the wrong choice. Yeah. Right. Engineering with bad at math is not going to go very well. So certainly you can make those choices. In answer to your question, Melody, the students who I have asked that because they really, they didn't come with a major in mind. Like they were just like, yeah, I don't know. One was like, I want to be a doctor and go to Harvard medical school. And I was like, okay. Turns out she is an international student. You can't do that. Yeah. That is, And we were the first people at our institution to figure that out. Oh. Um, she's doing well though. So we don't do, don't have to worry. She will be a doctor. Uh, the other one was like, yeah, I want to be like, you know, like doctors without borders, but like building things. It was like engineers without borders, which is a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so actually they had things to say. <laughs> they had dreams. So wow. I have, I, I haven't yet run into the student who needs direction, but it's all like just a paycheck. Well, well, maybe, maybe I bring out the negativity. <laughs> no, you, you're a different institution. You're pulling from a different well, population. Well, it's true. I have a lot of working class students who come from working class families and they're just like, listen, this is like just what I need to get me to my next level, which is financial stability of some kind, right? right. Like what you were saying earlier, like what problem do you want to solve? Well, I want to solve my problem paying rent or whatever it is. Um, and so I think they're being really practical, which I don't find is a bad thing because I actually am swinging the other way from my following the dreams. I'm like, pa, dreams are dumb. <laughs> um, I don't know. Or maybe somewhere in the middle. Like, can you Get find something that, that you that can sweet, do? Sweet world of, of uh, what's it called? Venture capital and ed tech investment. Woo, we're doing yeah. it. So mm, that sounds like a horrible combination. Oh. There's so yeah. much money. There's so much money just tossing around. Just make it's like it's like a dot com bubble, baby. Just get in there and pretend like you're selling. No, anyway. Yeah, don't do that. No, don't. Well, do, don't like don't 
I like Drew's suggestion about like uh, working to learn because if you don't really know what you want or if you're not sure if some if this is the field for you, try to get an internship if you can afford to be unpaid or try to score a summer job of some kind. So, you know, just like even if you're just at an engineering yeah. firm or just like talking with an engineer, because sometimes you think you know what you want. But then when you get on the job, you're like, this is not what I thought. Or you get so far into your program, you can't turn back or you feel like you've wasted years and thousands of dollars. And some of those things were really adjacent to my major where I was able to do for through. um, I don't know what the program's called. We talked about it here once, like basically work study. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where I was able to do a, a scholarship where I was band manager. So it was a lot of setup, tear down, loading, unloading. I did uh, stage crew for the university. So I got to set lights for a bunch of the shows. Drew, this is perfect. You could be a roadie. Yeah. And well, I was, I was getting paid union scale for, for Willie Nelson. Um, nice. And, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> and uh, so you can get those kind of things through your university and they're paid sometimes, sometimes they're unpaid. Or, you know, yeah, working at the ice cream store. I worked as a janitor for a church for a year. I did a, I did a bunch of stuff. And really it was like, yeah, you know, finding out which jobs are not for you and finding out like through interactions with my boss, is that person's job one I want to be doing also? Is like, you know, I did some yard work for a, a summer um, with a company and it was like, this is not my thing at all. I'm not, I'm not down with it. <laughs> I don't like the heat. So. Yeah, I really don't like sweating. I'm out. Yeah. Sweating's not my thing either. It's fine. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind. You know, that's kind of part of it too. And you're talking about sort of edu- educating yourself into like a box. And I feel like I've done that in some ways. And so, I I don't know. I I mean, I'm here. It's fine. But you can actually. I can back up. I might have to take a salary cut, but. I could also, there's industry jobs that I could do technical professional writing or Mm. research consultants and those kinds of things. So even though I feel kind of boxed into a corner, sometimes there's always other things that you could possibly. Yeah. 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 In in the teaching, you know, in the education industry, it's very similar where when I have my special education credential and I was starting into like, listen, I'm going to go get my master's. Should I get my master's in special ed? And my immediate thought was like, no, absolutely not. Because then I've got a, not a degree in education, but a credential in special ed and a master's in special ed. And now I'm doing that over-specialized. I'm doing special ed for the rest of eternity. And my only upwards movement is going to be district level special ed, which I have no interest in, in, in doing uh, the stress level and the, you know, the type of work is not teaching. Yeah, it's working with with uh, paperwork and stuff, and I'm so a lot of that specialization can kind of come like on the job, right? So you like train for something like business or psychology, and you get, you know, that's pretty broad. And but you get a job, and you can specialize while you're in that field if you need to, and you can learn through working that way. Is that kind of where you're? Going? Yeah, yeah. And versus, I think what it is is maybe like you said when this book was written in the late '90s, it was more changing the mindset around from our grandparents who would go to GM and work for 40 years on the line. And you can get hyper-specialized and make a very good living wage, single parent kind of income and have a great time with a, you know, pool at your house and whatever. And at the time, at the time in Detroit, winter Um, and, 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 and make a living. And, and this was just kind of pointing out, like, you really can't, there's nowhere where you can specialize that much anymore. There's very few places you could specialize to that level, to that degree, mm-hmm. and still have a, um, you know, top-notch, what we used to call middle-class, single-income home and support a family and, and continue to advance. Yeah. Hmm. So generalize. <laughs> so this book was published in 1997, and didn't we all graduate high school in 99? 98. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I just well, you're older than you. <laughs> one year. Well, I just had a birthday, so like it's throwing me off. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Do you think some of it could be potentially a pushback against some of that stuff that we were growing up with? Oh. Um, in terms 
I mean, it, I mean, obviously this guy, I mean, in, in one sense, this dude was writing this book so that he could sell books to make money because that's the point of this <laughs> thing is to go figure out how to make money. Okay, guys, come this to was, this seminar for a dollar. This is like Here's a heyday of self-help, yes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, I no. Mean, so like, oh, God, we fell into his whole trap. <laughs> oh, hyping him up. Yeah. Well, you know like he decided did he go to school do we know his background did he just follow around an author and decide to write this book it's in there i did i read it i don't recall because it was 10 15 years ago but um it you know again like he he's upfront about it and for sure he's using it as a marketing to sell more copies of his own book and to come to his his seminar where he talks finance and he's got a board game that goes with it oh my I just God. i just ran to his wikipedia page here yeah he has and, a. But, but the point a, again is yes. like you, you you take it as it as it lands and you go where you want with it. So you mm-hmm. can interpret this as some kind of like just money grubbing, greed is good, you know, nineteen eighties, you know, Wall Street level, yeah. just make a real estate grab, all this, you know, try and get in on the ground floor business. I don't think that's what where I take it. Um, but I have seen people read the book and say, oh yeah, no, we need to make all these like swaps and all these trades and this finance, like stuff that's way beyond me. And I don't have time for that. I think for me, reading that book and taking the philosophy of it and using it to inform how I make decisions, I'm not copy carbon copying this dude. I'm not trying to live his life. I don't need to go, you know, do what he's doing. I don't feel that impetus at all. Um, but you read it and you say, Hey, this philosophy is a change from what I'm doing. Is it better? Is it worse? How does it apply to what my thought process is? My thought process, like missing something, am I ignoring some blind spots? Like that to me is the important part of this. It's not like I read this and change my whole life and go follow the cult. That's not what I'm about. (laughs) But yeah, don't, don't do that. Also digging slightly deeper, just as a PSA, there seems to be some shady business. I'm not saying anything is super shady, but there's <laughs> some aspect of, of his business dealings with this book and seminars that are. I told you the book is a little controversial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. A little controversial as in like investigations for possible illegality of, of methods. Uh, but what we're interested in is the, idea. the philosophy and the ideas like that's that's what i think is, is in, as, it relates, here. as it relates to college and again yeah you're right we're not yes. hyping the book up or trying to sell copies it's more like as it relates to decision making around university that's something that we have not we've touched on but not really explored mm-hmm. is you know the context entering is it is it getting out of poverty is it getting to financial stability is that a is this a jump is college and and completion of college a jumping point and a and a acceleration of that right right yeah well i think that anything that helps us like reframe our thinking or challenge what we thought is probably helpful even if we ultimately decide to go back to our way of thinking at least we've considered it right yeah and so just thinking about how is college like is it just part of my path or is it something that i might need to stop and really consider and think about my goals and for some students, it's just a holding pattern because they don't know what they want. And so they they kind of do, and they take the first few years to figure it out. And I think that's fine too. Um, you know, or some people take time off and go work at an ice cream store or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, that was one of my Trump professors said that, that same kind of idea of don't wait for it to fall out of the sky onto your lap. Go out and find what, what it is, what direction you're pointing at. It's not going to just lightning strike you and suddenly you're like i'm a physicist and now i can make decisions like make a decision try something if it doesn't work try something else try something try something don't wait for it to fall on you it's not going to happen there is no there is no just because by virtue of being in university that uh or now i'm grown up quote on air quotes that decisions are going to fall into my head and, I, and the, the, the revelation from God is going to tell me that I'm doing the right path and all this. That, that is what I think we were all expecting at 19. <laughs> and it just didn't happen. I'm going to follow my dreams about music and just hope that everything feels right. And anytime it doesn't feel perfectly, you know, gorgeous, I'm questioning, I'm second guessing. Should I have studied something else? I don't know. Right. I mean, there's, there is, a, I think that questioning, second guessing on the one hand is, is healthy and good in terms of like, 
reevaluating, right? Where am I at? Where am I going? Do I want to be going there? Am I on the way to where I want to be? Um, but it also it indicates sort of like the idea that I guess I kind of had like my my life is is like a a, a movie. Right, and that there will be like these plot points and these mm. these uh, advances, right? And eventually it'll be all like the denouement, the walking off into the sunset, and everything just kind of settles into a easy whatever, right? And that's that's not the case. My life is more messy than that. It has been uh, wildly successful by my standards, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that there haven't been some. Well, the bar was really low. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some parts that I felt were sketchy where like I was I was making a leap and was not sure where I was going to land you know especially in you know when I left the teaching and learning lab at MIT to go be a professor like that kind of stretch there it's like what did it mean to be a professor and what was that going to be it was not a just smooth sailing there was a lot of like aspects of you know, my first job, which were not a slam on that institution, but rather on their reasonable expectations and my desire, which did not align. And so I needed, I needed to make a change. It wasn't clear. Am I going to just go to another university for a similar, but different job? Am I going to need a different job? You know, I couldn't just head back to what was a very nice uh, and engaging job at the teaching and learning lab because I walked away from that position. Like it wasn't open anymore. They hired somebody else to do it, you know? So that was a stressful time in terms of kind of figuring out what that looked like. And I think the point of telling that story is not to just toot horns. It's more like to say that this type of decision-making entering college and leaving college and Mm -hmm. entering grad school and leaving grad school and career change and buy a house and which schools do my kids go to those kind of, that kind of decision-making is happening periodically all the way through life and we're building capacity to make that decision with not just we can't wait for all the information to come it's too late for that so making that decision with wisdom tools uh and university is one of the spots where we can start to build those tools in a safe spot where making the wrong decision is not as um life-changing Right. And I would say that also, like, as you go, like, had I made a wrong decision, um, there would have been consequences. And, and probably the, like, what qualifies as a wrong decision is, is gradations of, you know, it's not like yeah. all good or all bad. Right. It would have had a consequence and I would have been there for probably a couple of years before I shifted and, and moved out into another thing. Like, there, there's not... The only time that you're going to suffer ultimate failure is when you stop trying to figure out what you're doing next. Or you just like settle into a job that you're unhappy with. That's also a thing. <laughs> right, right. There's no next at that point. You've settled in, right? <laughs> Here I am bringing it back to the happy spot. <laughs> That's right. That's right. If you, yes. I like my job. It's just like this end of the semester and everybody's tired and things are just whatever. And it's, I'm really just ready for a summer and a fall restart, you know, just come yeah. on. So yeah. it's probably at the best time <laughs> to be talking about our life's choices here because right now I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, I got really deep there for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. This has just been something that's... uh bothered me for a while just this idea I don't know and I think some of it is also I think um follow your dreams yes yes but then I also feel like academia seemed really bright and shiny from the outside and you don't know what it's like until you're on the inside unless maybe you have an insider um yeah but Mm -hmm. I grew up with a a poor dad so (laughs) And it wasn't a college professor poor dad. It was working class poor dad. And so I had no sort of in. And sometimes you don't know those things. But you, I mean, I think you could say that about any, any industry about like, oh, you, you decided, Hey, I want to go into academia and then realize it's not exactly what I thought. And I can definitely say the same thing about education. Yeah. This is, this is not, I'm not, there are teachers who know what they want to do from age 13 or age 10 or whatever, and they go straight at it and they're, and they're killer teachers and they're, and they're great teachers from day one. 
Uh, I'm a teacher where my first couple of years I was, I was learning to work <laughs> and trying to figure business out and I got good at it, but I got good at it over a long period of time right. uh, to the detriment of my first several years of students, but sorry, students. Yeah. Sorry guys. <laughs> you know, hindsight's 2020, but you know, like you said, you just don't know. And so you can't be paralyzed by decision-making. Yeah. It's true. It's true. You just have to kind of get in there and see what's going on and then, you know, make decisions to try to help yourself make it be what you want or figure away another path, I guess. So, yeah. Uh, well, that was rough. Okay. Well, I mean, I think the, the overall message of <clears throat> remember that college is a tool for you to use, however you see fit, however it is going to be most effective for you is important and not, and to remember that it's not something you do for someone else, but to remember, are you doing it to learn skills? You know, uh, is it what you need in the next step, which is a good reminder I think for all of us, it's like, how do we, do you need to be here or should you be someplace else? And being someplace else is not a failure. It, it's a decision that you get to make that may be the right decision for you. Mm. All right. On that happy note and <laughs> Melody's dreams. Scattered <clears throat> by the way. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, bottling and selling Melody's tears. Yeah. They're so oh, salty. Okay. I don't know. Like I, I started off to be an English teacher and I'm here. Right. Like, so yeah. you the, made it. It's fine. Life yeah. over. Life goals, <laughs> achieved. goals achieved. Yeah. Um, anyway, if you have a question for us, something you're like, Hey, these people should do this because it would be amusing to listen to, or this is a question which I want to ask somebody, but I have no one to ask, or I'm afraid to ask my professors because I'm afraid what their answer would be. We would be happy to field that for you. You can tweet at me. I'm uh, at Dr. Highland, D-O-C-T-O-R-H-Y-L-A-N-D, or send me an email, peter.o.highland, H-Y-L-A-N-D, at gmail.com. All right, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.